Sojourn, Chapter 15 A Shadow Over Sanctuary Drizzt and Montalio said nothing of the drow's tale over the next couple of days. Drizzt brooded over painful rekindled memories, and Montalio tactfully gave him room he needed. They went about their daily business methodically, farther apart, and with less enthusiasm, but the distance was a passing thing, which they both realized. Gradually, they came closer together, leaving Drizzt with hopes that he'd found a friend as true as Belwar or even Zach Nefane. One morning, though, the drow was awakened by a voice that he recognized all too well, and Drizzt thought at once that his time with Montalio had come to a crashing end. He crawled to the wooden wall that protected his dugout chamber and peered through. Drow elf, Mushi! Roddy McGristle was saying, holding a broken scimitar out for the old ranger to see. The burly mountain man, looming even larger in the many layers of furs he wore, sat atop a small but muscled horse just outside of the rock wall surrounding the grove. You seen him? Seen? Montalio echoed sarcastically, giving an exaggerated wink of his milky white eyes. Roddy was not amused. You know what I mean, he growled. You seen more than the rest of us, so you don't be playing dumb. Roddy's dog, showing a wicked scar from where Drizzt had struck it, caught a familiar scent then and started sniffing excitedly and darting back and forth along the paths of the grove. Drizzt crouched at the ready, a scimitar in one hand and a look of dread and confusion on his face. He had no desire to fight. He did not even want to strike the dog again. Get your dog back to your side. Montalio huffed. McGristle's curiosity was obvious. Seen the dark elf, Mushi? He asked again, this time suspiciously. Might that I have, Montalio replied. He turned and let out a shrill, barely audible whistle. Immediately, Roddy's dog, hearing the ranger's clear ire in no uncertain terms, dropped its tail between its legs and slunk back to stand beside its master's horse. I've a brood of fox pups in there, the ranger lied angrily. If your dog sets on them... Montalio let the threat hang at that, and apparently Roddy was impressed. He dropped a noose down over the dog's head and pulled it tight to his side. A drow must be the same one. Came through here before the first snows, Montalio went on. You'll have a hard hunt for that one, bounty hunter, he laughed. He had some trouble with Grawl, by my knowledge, then set out again, back for his dark home, I would guess. Do you mean to follow the drow down into the Underdark? Certainly your reputation would grow considerably, Bounty Hunter, though your very life might prove the cost. Drizzt relaxed at the words. Montalio had lied for him. He could see that the ranger did not hold McGristle in high regard, and that fact, too, brought comfort to Drizzt. Then Roddy came back forcefully, laying out the story of the tragedy in Maldabar in a blunt and warped way that put Drizzt and Montalio's friendship in a tough test. Drow killed the thistledowns! Roddy roared at the ranger's smug smile, which vanished in the blink of an eye. Slaughtered them, and his panther ate one of them. You knew Bartholomew thistledown, ranger! Shame on you for talking lightly on his murderer! Drow killed them? Montalio asked, grimly. Roddy held out the broken scimitar once more. Cut him down, he growled. 
There's two thousand gold pieces on that one's head. I'll give you back five hundred if you can find out more for me. I have no need of your gold, Monteleo quickly replied. But you do have need to see the killer brought in, Roddy shot back. Do you mourn for the deaths of the Thistledown's clan, as fine a family as ever? Monteleo's ensuing pause led Drizzt to believe that the ranger might turn him in. Drizzt decided then that he would not run, whatever Monteleo's decision. He could deny the bounty hunter's anger, but not Monteleo's. If the ranger accused him, Drizzt would have to face him and be judged. Sad day, Monteleo muttered. Fine family indeed. Catch the draw, McGristle. It would be the best bounty you ever earned. Where to start? Roddy asked calmly, apparently thinking he'd won Monteleo over. Driz thought so, too, especially when Monteleo turned and looked back toward the grove. You have heard of Marume's cave? Monteleo asked. Roddy's expression visibly dropped at the question. Marume's cave, on the edge of the great desert Anorak, was so named for the family of blue dragons that lived there. Hundred and fifty miles, McGristle groaned. Through the nethers, a tough range. The drow went there, or about there, early in the winter, Monteleo lied. Drow went to dragons? Roddy asked, surprised. More likely, drow went to some other hole in that region, Monteleo replied. The dragons of Marume could possibly know of him. You should inquire there. I'm not so quick to bargain with dragons, Roddy said somberly. Too risky and even going, well, it costs too much. Then it seems that Roddy McGristle has missed his first catch, Monteleo said. A good try, though, against the likes of a dark elf. Roddy reined in his horse and spun the beast about, "'Don't you be putting your bets against me, Mooshi!' he roared back over his shoulder. "'I'll not let that one get away if I have to scratch every hole in the nethers myself!' "'Seems a bit of a trouble for two thousand gold,' Montalia remarked, not impressed. "'Drow took me dog, me ear, and gave me this scar,' Roddy countered, pointing to his torn face. The bounty hunter realized the absurdity of his actions, of course— the blind ranger could not see him, and spun back, setting his horse charging out of the grove. Montaleo waved a hand disgustedly at McGrizzle's back, then turned to find the drow. Drizzt met him on the edge of the grove, hardly knowing how to thank Montaleo. Never liked that one, Montaleo explained. The Thistledown family was murdered, Drizzt admitted blatantly. Montaleo nodded. You knew. I knew before you came here, the ranger answered. Honestly, I wondered if you'd done it at first. I did not, Drizzt said. Again, Montaleo nodded. The time had come for Drizzt to fill in the details of his first few months on the surface. All the guilt came back to him when he recounted his battle with the Knoll group, and all the pain came rushing back, focused on the word Drizzt, when he told of the Thistledowns and his gruesome discovery. Montaleo identified the speedy sprite as a quickling, but was quite at a loss to explain the giant goblin and wolf creatures that Drizzt had battled in the cave. "'You did right in killing the gnolls,' Montaleo said when Drizzt had finished. "'Release your guilt for that act, and let it fall to nothingness.' 
How could I know? Drizzt asked honestly. All of my learning ties to Menzaberanzan, and still I've not sorted the truth from the lies. It has been a confusing journey, Montalio said, and his sincere smile relieved the tension considerably. Come along, let me tell you of the races and why your scimitars struck for justice when they fell the knolls. As a ranger, Montalio had dedicated his life to the understanding struggle between the good races, humans, elves, dwarves, gnomes, and halflings being the most prominent members, and the evil goblinoids and giant kind who lived only to destroy as a bane to the innocent. Orcs are my particular unfavorites, Montalio explained. So now I content myself with keeping an eye, well, an owl's eye, that is, on Grawl and his smelly kin. So much fell into perspective for Drizzt then. Comfort flooded through the drow, for Drizzt's instincts had proven correct, and he could now, for a while and to some measure at least, be free from the guilt. What of the bounty hunter and those like him? Drizzt asked. They do not seem to fit so well into your description of the races. There is good and bad in every race, Montalio explained. I spoke only of the general conduct, and do not doubt that the general conduct of goblinoids and giant kind is an evil one. How can we know? Drizzt pressed. Just watch the children, Montalio answered. He went on to explain the not-so-subtle differences between children of the goodly races and children of the evil races. Drizzt heard him, but distantly, needing no clarification. Always it seemed to come down to the children. Drizzt had felt better concerning his actions against the gnolls when he looked upon the thistledown children at play, and back in Menzabaranzan, what seemed like only a day ago and a thousand years ago at the same time, Drizzt's father had expressed similar beliefs. Are all the drow children evil? Zach Nefane had wondered. And through all of his beleaguered life, Zach Nefane had been haunted by the screams of dying children, drow nobles caught in the fire between warring families. A long, silent moment ensued when Montalio finished, both friends taking the time to digest the day's many revelations. Montalio knew that Drizzt was comforted when the drow, quite unexpectedly, turned to him, smiled widely, and abruptly changed the grim subject. Mushi? Drizzt asked, recalling the name McGristle had tagged on Montalio at the rock wall. Montalio de Brucey! The old ranger cackled, tossing a grotesque wink Drizzt's way. Mushi to my friends, and to those like McGristle who struggle so with any words bigger than spit, bear, or kill. Mushi, Drizzt mumbled under his breath, taking some mirth at Montalio's expense. Have you no chores to do, Drizzt? The old ranger huffed. Drizzt nodded and started boisterously away. This time the ring of Drizzt did not sting so very badly. Marume's cave, Roddy griped. Damned Marume's cave! A split second later, a small sprite sat atop Roddy's horse, staring the stunned bounty hunter in the face. Tafanis had watched the exchange at Montalio's grove and had cursed his luck when the ranger had turned the bounty hunter away. If Roddy could catch Drizzt, the quickling figured, they'd both be out of his way, 
a fact that did not alarm Tifanus. Surely you're not so stupid as to believe that old liar, Tifanus blurted. Here, Roddy cried, grabbing clumsily at the sprite, who merely hopped down, darted back past the startled dog, and climbed up to sit behind Roddy. What in the nine hells are you? the bounty hunter roared. And sit still. I am a friend, Tifanus said as slowly as he could. Roddy eyed him cautiously over one shoulder. If you want the drow, you're going the wrong way, the sprite said smugly. A short while later, Roddy crouched in the high bluffs south of Montaleo's Grove and watched the ranger and his dark-skinned guests going about their chores. Good hunting, Tifanus offered. Then he was gone back to Karok, the great wolf that smelled better than this particular human. Roddy, his eyes fixed upon the distant scene, hardly noticed the quickling's departure. You'll pay for your lies, ranger, he muttered under his breath. An evil smile spread over his face as he thought of a way to get at the companions. It would be a delicate feat, but then dealing with Grawl always was. Montalio's messenger returned two days later with a note from Dove Falconhand. Hooter tried to recount the ranger's response, but the excitable owl was completely inept at conveying such long and intricate tales. Flustered and having no other option, Montaleo handed the letter to Drizzt and told the drow to read it aloud and quickly. Not yet a skilled reader, Drizzt was several lines through the creased paper before he realized what it was. The note detailed Dove's accounts of what had happened in Maldubar and along the subsequent chase. Dove's version struck near to the truth, vindicating Drizzt and naming the bar-jest whelps as the murderers. Driz's relief was so great that he could hardly utter the words as the letter went on to express Dove's pleasure and gratitude that the deserving drow had taken in with the old ranger. You get your due in the end, my friend, was all that Montaleo needed to say.